Hi, this is Variety Shanavir for Kashi Media Podcast Live, updating my listenership list. It's been a while, y'all, so I got a country listeners, so I just want to start naming them all. Now, I might not be perfect with the pronunciation of all of the country names, so I'm going to do my best, okay? New Zealand. Thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Republic of Lithuania. Thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Slovenia. Thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Benin. Thank you for listening to Akashi Podcast Live. Taiwan. Thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Sweden, thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Austria, thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Martinique, thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Portugal, thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Rwanda, Thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Tunisia, thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Oman, thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Hungary, thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Cameroon, thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Hashimai Kingdom. Thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Uruguay, thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Dominican Republic, thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. In Dominican Republic, over there, Blue Lands Properties, we're building new real estate over there together with my spouse, Sharon Michael Olibo. All right, all right, all right. Just want to say that, give y'all a shout out. Then we're building a lot of new real estate development and luxury uh, properties and homes, um, apartment buildings and houses and things like that over the Dominican Republic. Um, Ivory Coast, thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Guatemala, thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Burkina Faso. Thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Gabon. Thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Costa Rica. Thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast. Thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Ghana. Thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Belgium. Thank you for listening to Kashi Media Podcast Live. Czech Republic. Thank you for listening to Kashi Media Podcast Live. Turkey. Thank you for listening to Kashi Media Podcast Live. United Arab Emirates. You know, we got a lot of our family living over there right now, and the Emirates doing well. The family is living over there. Everyone's having fun, becoming big old real estate tycoons over there. So, y'all enjoying yourselves. Thank you for allowing us to be residents of the Emirates. Thank you so much for listening and allowing us to live in your country. Norway, 
Thank you for listening in Akashi Media Podcast Live. Lebanon. Thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. And I just want to give a shout out to a good friend of mine that I've been knowing for many years, Elwan Nassar, who lives in Lebanon. Lebanon, and um, I met him in college, and when he was living in Dearborn, Michigan. Hey, Alwan, how you doing, baby? Syria, thank you for listening to Kashi Media Podcast Live. Puerto Rico, thank you for listening to Kashi Media Podcast Live. Mozambique. Thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. India, thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. And I just want to give a shout out to all of my Patel relatives over there in India. And most definitely to my uncle over there, Jody, who is the president of India over there. And hello to all my Jarate cousins and everything, Raj Patel and everybody that's over there in India. Thank you. Singapore, thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Switzerland, thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Panama, thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Colombia, thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Nigeria, thank you for listening to Akashi Media podcast live and over there in nigeria we own hotel over there called the white deck beach resort hotel that has been open since uh 2020 and it was open and um mm, i hope you guys have had some fun over there and um the white bet uh the white deck beach resort has been ran by my spouse um michael Michael Shadrach, Oyubo, Mr. White, everybody know Mr. White over there, Mr. Michael White over there. So um, he's been doing a great job over there. And then um, we have a lot of other properties over there that people can um, lease or buy over there. We have 50 blocks of real estate over there as well. And um, I want to give a shout out over there to our business partnership over there, Zenith Bank. Um, Mr. Jim Ovia, you know what, $850 million worth of assets over there. We're doing so well over there. Zenith Bank over there, just making things happen over there. And also, we got the Bradder Luxury over there that's been doing well over there in Nigeria as well. Um, my spouse, other half. And um, it's all good, y'all. It's all good. Everybody's doing good over there in Iki. Okay. Ancient. Thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Peru, thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. China, thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Denmark, thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. France, thank you for listening to Akashi Media podcast live and i want to give out more shout out to my um, relatives over there in france my sister-in-law lovely my niece anita and everyone and um also evans my brother-in-law as well and um all the kids that live over there in france and relatives and everything how y'all doing over there baby hi hey hey um austria thank you for listening to akashi media podcast live canada thank you for listening to akashi media 
podcast live and if you ever in canada and you need a ride just stop on by one of our car dealerships that we own one of our family car dealerships at the car hub so you can always go to the car hub auto dealership and pick out a couple bmws some mercedes benzes some corvettes some um, we got Nissans. We got all kind of variety of automobiles over there to your luxury of lifestyle that you may like over there in Canada on Ontario. And um, go ahead, check it out, Ontario. And uh, I think it's Montreal. We over there in Montreal. But anyway, you can go to our website at Car Hub, C A R Hub H U B dot C A. So check us out over there at the Car Hub in Canada, one of our um, two of our car dealerships that we have over there for luxury car autos. And also we'll be having um, the Akashi Luxury Car, um, uh, well, Akashi uh, Luxury Autos will be over here in America somewhere. Let me open it up in um, somewhere in America, California. I'm still looking for a location. But in the meantime, y'all, just check us out at the Car Hub and one of my dealerships over there in Canada. Mexico, thank you for listening to Kashi Media Podcast Live. Spain, thank you for listening to Kashi Media Podcast Live. And I just want to give a shout out to my brother over there named Secure, Secure of Modeling International. And I just want to say hello to my bro over there. Love you, love you, love you, love you, love you. And with those Playboy self. Okay, thank you for listening to Kashi Media Podcast Live over there in Spain, Argentina. Thank you for listening to Kashi Media Podcast Live, Israel. Thank you for listening to Kashi Media Podcast Live, Netherlands. Thank you for listening to Kashi Media Podcast Live, Japan. Thank you for listening to Kashi Media podcast live Saudi Arabia thank you for listening to Akashi Media podcast live Russia thank you for listening to Akashi Media podcast live Romania thank you for listening to Akashi Media podcast live Algeria thank you for listening to Akashi Media podcast live Philippines thank you for listening to Akashi Media podcast live Italy, thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. And United Kingdom, thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. And congratulations to my cousin over there who just became King Charles over there in the United Kingdom. Congratulations to you over there, King. Um you well deserved and God bless the king over there and all my relatives and we matching that DNA ancestry over here in America. You know how we do. It's all good passing it on. Bloodline, bloodline, bloodline. Ireland, thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Kenya, thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Morocco, thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Germany, thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. Brazil, thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. I remember when I was a kid, I used to go and see the Oprah Oprah dancers. It was a lot of fun when I used to come to Detroit, Michigan, and we used to go see the Oprah Oprah dancers at the Masada Temple. Miss y'all, and I hope to see y'all soon. In America, of course. 
Thank you for listening to Akashi Media Podcast Live. And that's the list of our listenership right now. And um, I truly, truly appreciate y'all for listening and tuning in to Akashi Media Podcast Live. This is your host, Variety Shunavir. Take care. Hi, this is Variety Shunavir for Akashi Media Podcast Live, giving you a commentary on uh, Noll's parents, Matthew and Tina Noll's, when they protected Destiny's child um, from dealing with R. Kelly or wanting R. Kelly. Um, I have brought up in the past segments before a while back couple years ago that um when Destiny's Child were little girls and they were young and we had a talent show back in Detroit Michigan and I attended that talent show also as a contestant I won first place however Destiny's Child they weren't called Destiny's Child back then they had another name but they were young and I was up in age a little bit older than them and I won first place the RCA um record deal and also the $500 cash prize their manager at the time she was a woman I don't know her name uh, came up to me and she said do you really want a record deal are you really ready to get a record deal because I didn't have a manager my manager was supposed to be my brother Kevin but we were young we were kids we were still in school so who was going to have us traveling doing stuff you know so I was like well really I don't really have a manager you know but she was like well you know can you get them the win and you take second place because they're going to come in second and Diana Ross was there Diana Ross was my cousin she was actually from um the RCA label because she had just came out with her new album I'm coming out and she was doing promotion there and uh, she was in the back eating as well and um i think she was pregnant with Rhonda at the time and or tracy and back eating in the kitchen um of, of the club that we had and then when she heard i won she, she came running out Raj, Raj. i was like yeah but you missed the whole show <laughs> i said but you know this lady want me to um do this uh thing where she want me to get the prize to the little girls you know so I talked to the manager and, 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 and Beyonce, and actually Beyonce was over there sitting down with her mother. And I remember coming into um, the club because it was a kitty disco. It was on a Saturday. It was off of Myers and Finkel in Detroit, Michigan, not too far from Gas Middle School, down the street. And um, I came, yo, when we going home? <laughs> I looked at her like, wow, she's serious. Poor child. Um, so, you know, that happened. And, um, but you know, her, you know, after we formed and stuff, her manager came over and she was like, you know, the music was playing and stuff and the judges over at the table and the, her manager was like, you know, do you really want this record deal? And I was like, well, yeah, I really want a record deal. I really, you know, want to record whatever, but I wasn't like really in a position where I had a manager because I didn't, which is my cousin. You know, he's like, you ain't going to win that $500. You know, he had a fit when I gave him $100. He was mad as hell. He, I ain't never going to manage you again. And then our grandmother said, well, if you knew what you were doing, you would have been over there negotiating the deal instead of sitting your ass on the side. So don't get mad at her. You were supposed to be the manager. Okay, so if you was a good manager, you would have been over there negotiating that money. So don't blame her for that. She just a child herself. Anyway, but um, it happens, and you're too. But um, so basically, 
Beyonce was still sitting with her mother and her group. And I kind of looked, I looked over at Beyonce, like out the corner of my eye without turning my head completely. But I was having a shit chat over the music, you know, and I looked at her and Beyonce had this look on her face, like fear, <laughs> like what they talking about, you know? And, um, I finally like just turned my head completely and looked at her and I did my hand like, come over here. And then Beyonce came over and the manager was like, come over. And she came over and Tina, you know, saw her get up and she walked over toward us. And I said, you know, your manager want you to come into first place and want me to take second place because you guys are winning second place. But I really won first place. And I looked at Beyonce and I looked at the way she dressed and Tina had her in a nice little girly outfit, nice little dress. Cause even at the age of, I would say I was about probably 13 years old at the time, even at that age, if Tina had dressed her like a, a Joan Bonet type of dressing with makeup on and lipstick and eyelashes, I would not have given Beyonce my first prize. I would have said no to that. But because she was sitting there and she was dressed like I would feel a child should dress with knee-high socks on, nice little shoes, a nice little girly little dress. She wasn't dressed like a grown-ass woman trying to become a model or any of that. She was dressed like a child. And even I was still a child. I was a child who was able to observe that, that she wouldn't be a pimp, per se. Like, she didn't have a pimping parent that was trying to just get her out there, you know? So, um, or the other girls, you know? And I looked and I said, okay, I like the way she's dressed to myself. I didn't say that to her or the manager, but I said that to myself. And I looked at Beyonce and I said, you know, um, your manager want you to come into first place and I'll take your second place. And I told her, I said, you know what I'm gonna do? Yeah, I'm gonna let you go first place and I'm gonna let you win my prize I'm gonna give you that $500 cash because it's cash y'all 13 year old like me could use $500 in cash that day best believe that and in the record deal but see my grandmother said you should have just gotten the cash and let them have a record deal that's what should have happened but it didn't happen like that we could have negotiated that and if Diana hadn't been in the kitchen feeding her face and said, hey, let me go ahead and do this, then it would have been that. But Diana was like, okay, well, you know, I'm at RCI, I'm, I'm the name, so hey, you can travel with me, because I'm going to be with the Jones girls, and the Jones girls are going to be singing background for me, and you can sing background with me too, and go on tour. I'm like, cool, cuz, we'll do that. So we were on that move. Um, So I still had my foot in the door. So I looked at Beyonce, and I said, I want you to do one thing when I give you this prize. Do one thing. I should have said, don't forget about me when you get to the top, though. <laughs> but anyway, um, I changed my name by then. Anyway, she probably would have been like, who the hell is Variety? <laughs> but um, I told her, I said, you be the best you can be. Don't you ever look back. And you go straight to the top. And you just keep moving forward and don't look back. 
and you be number one, you be the best. You promise me that? She said, yes. I said, I'm serious. She said, yes, I promise. I said, okay, cool. Ever since then, that girl got that record deal. She been on a straight and narrow path straight to the stars, to the top. And I am proud of Beyonce. I've said this before. I'm very proud of her. She did exactly what I told her to do. Jesse's child members dropped off, but she kept going. Somewhere in her subconscious mind, she remembers me. She remembered that conversation and she remembers that day. And she kept that promise. And she was serious about being a star. See, in my back of my mind, I already knew what it was like to be a star. Because I had my mother who was a celebrity, Florence Ballard. She was a supreme. Diana Ross is my second cousin. So I knew what it was like to be around stars all the time. I knew what it was like to be in a recording studio at Motown with J5 and watch them record, be around the producers and things like that. I knew what it was like to travel with them. I, I knew what it was like to wake up in the morning to hear Ike Turner turning on the bass guitar and get ready to play Proud Mary early in the morning. And then him, he and Tina start rehearsing early in the morning. And when I say early in the morning, I mean, he clicked that bass on and the amplifier. And I'm talking about 6 a.m. in the morning, waking up the whole damn household. And my heart almost popped out my chest one morning when he did that. I was sleeping so good, I fell on the floor that he scared the shit out of me with that damn bass guitar. Thumb that thing, here you go. Because he know he couldn't sing. He knew he couldn't sing. He knew that. But he could play the shit out that damn guitar, though. But that's that's just how it was. So I got a chance to be around Tina Turner and Ike. Travel with them, be on the road with them, stay at the house with them in California. Um, I got a chance to be with James Brown, my uncle, who was married to my Aunt Dee Dee. I got a chance to be in the studio with him when he recorded Say It Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud. I was in the audience singing it with my cousins. Um... That's the choir group, but sing a lot. I'm like, I'm proud. We was all in there together doing that. I don't remember us being on the, um, I looked on the things. I don't see our credit names on there. But, um, yeah, I was in the studio with James Brown when we did say a lot. I'm black, black and I'm proud. I was in the studio doing that, too. So I knew what it was like to be where Beyonce wanted to go. And then, at that time, I was just being discovered what it's like to be a writer and I knew I like writing you know so um, I got into script writing book writing creative writing things like that that was my other best thing besides music I could write little lyrics and things like that I knew John Arnold John Arnold was married to my cousin Cheryl in Detroit he was a um, Detroit DJ personality there we knew Martha Jean and Crank queen we knew a lot of different people all the time so it's like for me it was like hey john uh i'm writing some lyrics you, know, you think maybe you can hook me up somebody you know woo, woo, woo. you know 
Michael Jackson used to come back to Detroit quite a bit. And I knew Michael's secret home that he had. And I used to go over there and stay overnight with Michael and stuff. And um, we would kick it or whatever. Michael just come home, just go straight, take a shower, go watch television in the bedroom. I'd be in the living room watching TV or whatever. And, um, you know, we chit-chat a little bit about the tour he had coming up or whatever. And it's like, hey, I want to go on tour with you, Michael. Can I go? He said, yeah, you go with me. Said, See, I had that type of connection. Had I not had that type of connection and I was selfish, I might have said, hell no, I'm taking the money and all that. But my cousin was like, my cousin's going to be rich tonight. But I did not do that, you know, because I knew that who's going to be on the road with us, who's going to do this. That's what was going through my head, you know, and, 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 and I heard God speak and I heard my mom's spirit speak. And it was like, let this go. Let this one, let this one have this one, you know, because I knew that I could be a writer. Later on, years later, I wrote Set It Off in Booty Call. I'm the original creator of Set It Off in Booty Call. Takashi Buffer became my agent, and then he finished the script up. I started it out. He finished it. So I had that. These movies made 80 and $40 million. I'm a great writer. I'm a phenomenal writer. I have great teachers. My teachers know my work. They'll all tell you I'm a great writer. I have vocal teachers. They'll tell you I have a great voice. So I have multiple talents. I have multiple talents. So I knew what I was working with. So I, I didn't feel like, oh my God, they're gonna be there, I'm never gonna make it. No, that never happened. I've auditioned, I've, I've had some great producers, some teachers in a lot of different ways. So no. I knew what I had at the door for myself, you know, and the timing for me at the time was just not the right time because I didn't have all that set up where Beyonce had that support. She had a mother who could be there for her. I did not. My mother died. Florence died. So I didn't have that mother and father support, but Beyonce mother and father were there for her and Tina invited me out to the house to live. Not to live with them, but to stay two weeks with them. I stayed two weeks with them. I did ask her if I could live with them. She said, well, I just bought this house, and I don't have a lot of space. It's only like four bedrooms or something like that, and all the girls have their own room, and I don't believe in girls sharing rooms. I said, okay, cool. So that was the situation. She said, had I had another room, then yes, you can live with me. But that was the situation. So I would have been a part of Destiny's Child somewhere, or something else, maybe a solo artist or something, but I would have been a part of that somewhere, background or whatever. But um, it was nice to me and everything. Tina was doing hair back then in the day and everything, and Matthew was the uh, manager. It was really nice out there where they were at and stuff, and it was a nice um, household. But, you know, I've, I've been someone that people forget over the years. Either they just don't want to remember me or they really did forget about me. And there were some people who really wanted people to forget about me because there were people who didn't want me to even be in photographs. Or I was in photographs and they wanted to say it was their child that was in a photograph instead. They just didn't want to give me no clout. But, um, but I have brothers. And my brothers became famous. And well known. And I'm never going to tell you who my brothers are. And they're not going to tell you that they're my brother either. But my brothers became big and successful. 
And my brothers always made sure part of me was with them. When they performed and their music, I got brothers who are filmmakers. They got me in their movies. Um, they're people that, that have made movies. They made sure that I was that character for the movie. So, no, those, those, those were the people that loved me. Those were the people that didn't forget about me. Those were the people who made sure that I would not be forgotten about of my image. And they love me. And they're still alive and they love me. And I love you too. But I could step down and step away. Robert and I had the same music teacher, R. Kelly. And I had the same music teacher, you know. Um, they talk about how they protected the girls from R. Kelly. Well, you know, he, they say he liked to record late at night. Well, you know what? You know, this is show business. Everybody records late at night. You make music videos late at night. I've been a background extra. I've been a girl in music videos myself. And we do music videos late at night. That's not a big deal to do anything late at night. There's a, this is show business. The Jackson 5 did recordings late at night, 2, 3 in the morning at Motown, music going on all night long. So that's not a big deal with doing music all night. You know, that's just the way they roll. That's how they want to roll with the nightclub or whatever. That's, that's not unusual. That was just how he had things set up at the studio. Um, he didn't have drugs in the studio. You didn't say that. You didn't say, oh, it was cocaine all over the table. You say that. Um, so... Um, as far as I know, Robert didn't do drugs, as far as I know. He needs his pipes. Um, but my thing is, is that timing, as far as what people do with music, people record all the time, because I have been on film sets, movie sets, uh, and we go, what, we start slating to, what, 4 p.m. to... 6 a.m., 7 a.m. in the morning. Uh, I've been on music video shoots 12 hours. Had my daughter with me. You know, I had to bring her with me. I was like, forget having a babysitter. You come with me on the set. And, um, you know, stuff like that. So timing, that's just how it is. You, that's your slate. That's your slate. That's just how it is. Maybe you just feel more comfortable working with them or certain people at the hour. But I understand what they're trying to say. Robert liked to record late at night midnight, certain acts, maybe certain women. I don't know if he had intentions like that or not, but um, I've taken my daughter to a producer's house about between nine o'clock at night, but I was there present. But as you can see, you, you, you have to remember that Beyonce parents said we were there. We, W-E, were there. It wasn't, oh, we left our child with R. Kelly and dropped her off, and we came back three, four days later. Like all of these other um, attacks have said, they left their child two, three, four, five, six weeks at a time, had her adopted, and had them guardianshiped, and all this stuff, and 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 all that, and left them unsupervised. That's your damn fault. But anyway, y'all got y'all y'all win on that. But um for not being responsible like Beyonce parents were responsible. But I just wanted to say that they were responsible parents for doing what they needed to do, even if it was a rumor. 
they were still responsible enough to be there with them, even going to the bathroom. But these other people didn't do any of that. They didn't do any of that. They weren't there. Not even an auntie. They left, you know. So, they did the right thing. And I know Beyonce and Sean are doing the right thing because they always with their baby girl, Blue Ivy. They're always with her. And um, she's beautiful, too. Blue Ivy is getting so big and pretty. She looked just like her mom and her dad. I liked her outfit she had on when she had her hair real curly and uh, with the black leather jacket on. She looked so cute. I was like, baby girl is really growing up to be beautiful. She reminded me when I was little. You know, when I had my little afro sometime and everything. And, um, yeah, yeah, she growing up to be pretty. She is just, she is really becoming a beautiful young lady. She is. Um, she seemed very smart. Her parents seemed like they're really guiding her in business. And that's very important. But I didn't have that guidance I needed. You know, um, I asked my uncle about it, though. I was like, can you manage me? You know, I'm going to be going to this challenge. Show. I'm going to have $500, you know. But I told him my cousin was going to do it. Then he wasn't. Then he didn't do it. But he would have He would have taken the money. I know he would have. He would have negotiated it. You know, but, um, yeah, you know, I just wanted to say that. But um, Destiny's Child made it. I gave him the first prize, whatever, and they, they, they moved on to be very successful, and I'm happy for all of them. And if they had a breakup, I'm so happy for all of them. They made it, and um, they don't have no crazy stories. I'm glad that they had the guidance that they had with their parents and everything, and uh, with Tina and um, Matthew. And... Um, I don't know, Robert, I just wish you would have been a lot more careful in your dealings with people and how you handle things with people. But if you knew in your instincts that people were trying to get over on you and your career and your money, I sure wish, Robert, you just would have stepped back and say, hell no, I'm not doing this.
Robert really needed to be responsible for his actions. And you have to be when you know people are after your money. You have to be. And I'm really proud of Floyd Mayweather. He's been very um, protective of his money and his finances. He knows people are not with him for his looks and just being a boxer. they with him because he is a boxer. And so um, he knows that. He knows it's not going to be anything true there that might eventually grow on them just because of what he does and he shares his wealth and his time and his luxury life with them and everything. But he's smart about some things. You know, I've known Floyd since childhood, too. And um, we both come from Brooklyn as well, so, as well. I lived in Brooklyn as well. But um, it's all good. So... I'm just happy that um, that Beyonce made it, Destiny Child made it, you know, and it all worked out for everyone. You know, it worked out for Robert and his dreams, but you know, you got to the mountaintop of what mama said you gonna get to, say fame ain't gonna be nothing until you get to the mountaintop, and I really believe that mountaintop is where you are now. That's the mountaintop. You Moses standing up there on that rock right now at that chocolate factory. At the chocolate factory at the rock. Um, things happen, but you're not the only one, Robert, who's done things. You know, they had a lot of Joes back then in the 70s. Joes. They call them Joes back then. They ain't call them pimps. They call them Joes back there. And um, people were involved with a lot of different stuff going on, but people were still trying to be in the know, regardless of what was going on around them. They were still trying to be in the know, hang out with people and stuff like that backstage and oh, however things were going down at those concerts and things like that and parties and stuff. So, you know, it was all good. But then when people get off stage, I know they were just ordinary people too. 
But I'm just saying. People still want to pursue this wicked business of entertainment. They're still pursuing it anyway. Ain't stopping them. They see the next person up there doing it, doing well or whatever, reality shows, whatever they're doing today, they're still trying to get in and do it. You know? Um, it's not all wicked. It's all good. You have to be protected of your children. I know I will be. Um, I have a son that wants to be famous. <laughs> I have a son that wants to be famous, my baby boy. And um, mama knows already about fame. So I'm not worried about my son wanting to be famous and play basketball. His sister played um, basketball in high school. She was on her way to become part of the um, L.A. Sparks, but she got sidetracked going to Detroit. So that didn't work out for her like that. Uh, but she still had that dream, but she just wasn't around a dream team anymore that wanted her to be that. So things fell apart for her and she'd become that. So her dream team fell apart and she didn't have that same dream team set up that she had here in California. But her brother wants to play basketball, and um, he's an athlete. He loves all kinds of sports. Basketball is his favorite, but he enjoys sports. And um, we're going to have a conversation soon about fame because I know about fame. I know about being broke. I know about being poor. I know about the rich and the famous, the half and the half nots. I know what it's like being in newspapers. I know what it's like to have things written about you. I know what it's like to have people take pictures of you and say it's something else going on in the photograph and in the article that's not really going on, but they create something and say it's going on when it's not going on and it's a rumor and it's out there for the public to believe that it's really going on when it's not going on. When you're like, that's not what that situation is and that's not why I was there. But people had that power to write things and say things in print and and then it's out there in that media domain like that and you have to defend yourself. So there are a lot of things that I could talk to my son about, about being famous. Um, and everything. Um, there are people who are famous and broke. There are people who are famous that have money. There are people that's famous that, uh, you know, that don't even hang out with famous people. They have regular friends. I know what it's like to have that too around me. Um, so like I said, I know it's like, I know what it's like to be around these celebrities, these rock and roll hall of famers who are my uncles. Hank Ballard, James Brown, Ike Turner, all the best motherfuckers you can think of that, that just came straight from the from the seed of the family. You know what I'm saying? And and they made it. In spite of their circumstances, in spite of them being poor, in spite of them wherever they came from, wherever they started out. Um Ike had situations where he was molested by an older woman, but they don't like to put stuff out there like that. They like to just be the man down, but they don't talk about the women like that. But um, I think that was the reason why he was abusive, because she saw the image of that woman, probably in Tina, and sometimes they just fight in that image. That's what it is. It's subconscious, and he never got help for it. That's what I think could have happened to him. But um, I, I, I just know that I can really help my son and guide my son in, in the path of basketball and things like that. 
and um and to be able to keep it real, keep good friends, keep real friends, keep the true friends. Just stay normal. You know, you don't have to fit in. Um, don't disturb the groove. <laughs> you know, that's how I came up. Don't disturb this groove. Um, just know that mama will tell you the right thing and not the wrong thing. I want the best for you. My job is to help you to get to where you want to be. You're on your own accord at the same time. And I don't force my kids to be anything else but themselves. You know, um, because this is your timeline, you know. And um, and I just want them to be the best that they possibly can, you know. And I'm going to do what I can so they can have the best, you know. Um, like my son, we're not – he wants to play basketball, but when he get ready to play basketball, my son is already going to be living that basketball player lifestyle. Like we're going to have a basketball court at the house, for him to play basketball with. There's going to be a garage full of luxury cars already, sports cars, by the time he gets there to sign the thing. So it's not like he's going to have to go play basketball and it be a job because he's always wanted to buy all the cars in the world and stuff like that. He's going to have that because we own car dealerships and stuff, and um, he's going to have that. Um, we have family that are real estate agents, uh, real estate brokers, uh, real estate investors. So we have that already. So you don't have to worry about trying to find a you know the best house whatever he's he's going to be a part of that family business anyway so that's the way it's going to be set up the only thing that's going to be different is that he's going to probably going to get into maybe sports medicine and own his own practice and I would love for my son to get on the basketball team and be a doctor that's going to be sweet and smooth right there I love that um and have his own practice and everything you know and that's cool, you know, because education is, comes first. And we're definitely going to do that first. That's more important. So we're going to knock that out. And then he's going to have his degree first. Then he's going to sign a contract to play basketball. But we're not going to do that until he finishes school. So we're going to make sure if he does it, that degree is going to come first. We're going to walk across that stage. We're going to get that done. Because the school he goes to for high school is going to give him a BA degree and a high school diploma at the same time upon graduation, which is good in 32 countries at least. So he can go anywhere with that. Um, and that's what we're working on for my from, from my son's career in basketball. So um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to have family meetings. we got family meeting coming up again and uh, uh, counselor meeting coming up for career counseling. And we're going to talk about these things because I had a career counselor when I was younger. And this is how you, you know, this is how we really became successful. We all had great teachers, career counselors when I was coming up. And, and this is how we want to roll with things, how it was with me. So he know he have a team that we're building to help him to become the best. Not just trying to throw you out there and just be that, you know, because you're cute or whatever. No, we want you, you know, really be structured. We want to make sure you really know how to play ball. And you understand the half and the half knots of being a ball player, you can't get injured. What happens if you get injured? You know, you take a sports medicine, you know how to take care of yourself more when you know about sports medicine and what to do in training. You know, do some yoga or something to stretch more or whatever. You know, we want to make sure you know how to take care of yourself, but you understand that if something happens with an injury, you might suffer to a point where maybe you can't play anymore. So what do you do if you can't play anymore? What comes after that? We talk about all these things because this is reality. 
you know. And sometimes people are about that win. Even if you're injured, you want to play while you're hurting. So you can win because you want to be that team player, you know. But I prefer you to be at home and resting up, you know, because your health is your wealth. And that's more important than anything is your wealth of your health. So, um, but, you know, people want to make that goal. They want to make that ring. They want to make the team, dream team. And, and, um, and win. And you will win, son. You will win. So, um, that's it. You know, my expectations are always going to be high for my children. But if things don't work out, and some things that you plan to do, it's all good if they don't, because that happens in life. And it's nothing wrong with it to say things can turn out the way that I thought it would. It's all good. We're going to move on and do something else. Um, or if you want to keep trying and keep trying, try, try again, that's all good too. But you know when you've had enough. And that's all that matters. That's all I want you to do. Um, but that's it. Um, we're just going to take it one day at a time and take it slow, take our time and do it right. But anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, I just want to comment a little bit on the, um, Destiny Child Parents, um, protecting the kids from R. Kelly. Um, someone should have protected Robert too early on in life, but he wasn't protected by his mother because she had to work. These things can happen to a child when you got to choose between making that check, that dollar, or protecting your child. Happens every damn day. God bless Beyonce and her sisters for having two parents at home because there are a lot of children that didn't come from that. God bless you for having two parents that love you, protect you, look after you. And God bless you even more. The Lord has increased you more and more, you and your children, for also having parents at home to protect their children, your children, and what they're trying to do and accomplish. And you're there for them, and Sean is there for them. And the family is there for them. So God bless you all for having that because not everyone came from that. Okay? So take care, y'all. Again, this is Variety Shunavir for Kashi Media Podcast Live. Giving you a commentary on the comment that the Destiny's Child's parents protected Destiny's Child from R. Kelly. And his late night recordings and his interest to record with the group, and they turned him down. I wonder what that song would sound like, though. I'm, 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 I'm curious to what that would sound like, that song he had. But anyway, um, take care, y'all. Have a great Sunday.